Hello, Shinokums. How are you? Hey, not so bad. I survived Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So that was fun. <laughs> oh, okay. You, you'll, you'll get a kick out of this. Um, so I'm at my family's place. I actually brought a corn dish that I've never made before. It turned out very well. Um, made with poblano um, um, uh, peppers. Nice, a little bit spicy there. And my father is doing grace. And he's going around thanking everybody at the table who's there. My boyfriend, Josh, is there. Okay. And he comes over and uh, and, pray, and we thank you, God, also for Josh, Tim's uh, friend. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> I'm, at the, I'm at a weird place in life. I don't know where this has come from. I have no idea where why this is happening to me. But suddenly family matters to me in a way that it didn't previously. And it matters to me that those ties stay intact, even with all of the disagreements that did not used to be the case, you know, but, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what has changed for me. Right. I, I get that. There's a there's been this time, especially in queer communities, especially in the past. Maybe not so much as uh, societies become more accepting of the LGBTQ community and people. That um, it used to be, you got exiled from your family, and yeah. you had to make you fend for your own self. And I often. Uh, I also listened to another podcast called uh, Queer Theology, mm-hmm. and um, they often talk about your family of choice uh, as opposed to uh, your your birth family, the family that you're born with, your, and your, your family of your choice or your family of your birth. Now, I like that terminology, the family of choice, but I realized also that was born out of a type of necessity um, yes. where they've lost their families uh, through... Uh, really no fault of their own except for who they are and uh, yeah but I, I I do get where you're coming from as well it, it it's it's entirely new for me and I don't know maybe it's just because I'm I don't know maturing growing up <laughs> not being as much of a man child I don't know but you know being being able to look at my family and see the see the ways in which they truly laid the groundwork for me to lead a good life mm-hmm. and to have a good life even in spite of the challenges mm. and the amount of and I know it's a cliche but truly the amount that they sacrificed for me which they did a fuck ton my like jesus my my parents the amount that they went through the the amount that i put them through emotionally not because of gay stuff but just because i was a hot fucking mess although i did put them through you know emotional disasters because i was gay as well but just because i was a dysregulated dysfunctional uh <laughs> completely self-destructive kid and they fought for me 
really hard. And mm. now just being able to look back on that as a as a 35-year-old man and be like, Jesus, I'm I'm probably alive because of these people. And right. that I literally I am alive because of these people, but also I'm it's it's always more complicated than for me, it's always more complicated than the bad eclipses the good or the good eclipses the bad. There's it, it's just it it's always just so much more complicated than that. So I don't know. I don't know what's come I don't know what's gotten into me. I don't know what's what's changed for me, but especially in the past year or two, I have bec- I have come to appreciate the significance of of family ties in a way that I didn't before. There's also okay. I want to write a I want to write an article about this. <clears throat> My sister, everyone knows my beloved sister, my dear beloved sister Elizabeth Schultz, who infuriates everyone, and that's why I keep having her come back. People, people love her. She is a fan favorite. People love my sister and hate her. Um, oh, also, by the way, I realized that we just forgot the intro. Hello, kittens. Welcome to House <laughs> of Heretics. <laughs> We just got right into it. I completely forgot to do the intro. Welcome to House of Heretics, the podcast where Timothy and I drink coffee and talk about bullshit for your listening pleasure. Um, This is the paid subscriber podcast for the patrons and paying subscribers on sacredtension.substack.com. If you are hearing the first few minutes of this on the main feed then this is a preview, and please listen to the rest of this. This is an unedited show, uh, so it's very chill, very casual. It is Timothy and I chit-chatting about whatever is going on in the world. And uh, so if you need to just shove some more sacred tension content into your veins— then please become a paying subscriber. You get extra content every single week. Hopefully that made the twenty minute cutoff. I'm sure it, I'm no, it has. I'm <laughs> I'm keeping track of time. Um, if you don't become a paying subscriber, I will be forced to dress up as the tooth fairy and steal baby teeth from under children's pillows to sell on Etsy. And you don't want that life for me, okay? Um, <laughs> um, okay, all of that out of the way what was i talking about my sister so (laughs) fred says i mean it would be funny oh by the way uh there are people interacting in the chat this is a live zoom call you are all welcome if you are a paying subscriber you are all welcome to join us we usually do this thursday or friday morning every other week um and then also of course we do meditation um every other week as well at the same time in the same zoom room okay what was i saying oh yes you were talking about your sister so i had this realization recently much as much as my sister infuriates people and as much as we've infuriated each other like jesus we have fought so hard over the years there's, I also 
people ask me why I I am willing to maintain that open channel with her. And the reason is because I feel total acceptance from her, paradoxically. Because here's the thing. She thinks I am living in absolute sin. She thinks that I am outside of God's grace. She, well, maybe, maybe not. I, she, I, I don't know what she thinks of me now, but... She's I, still pre- is she still Presbyterian? Um, I think she's non-denominational at this point. Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha. but, but she is very conservative, and she's very conservative spiritually. And she believes that I am living a life of total sin and depravity. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she thinks that. And I'm pretty sure that she thinks that I have some very destructive ideas that I am spreading through the world. Very, very dangerous. Very destructive. And if they catch on, it is awful. Now, we also have a lot of overlap. We agree about a lot of stuff. But now, in spite of all of that, she's still willing to spend time with me. She's still willing to love me, accept me, converse, go out to lunch when she's in town, share time together, share life together. That is a level of acceptance. <laughs> it's like my I it's this feeling of I could literally become the next Jeffrey Dahmer. I could literally have, you know, twinks in my fridge in the cellar and she would visit me in prison. There is it is this feeling of of total acceptance across a divide and that is why i'm so comfortable with her because i know that there is literally nothing that i can say nothing that i can say that would make her walk away literally not i've already done all the things that could make her walk away and she hasn't walked away <laughs> and so there is this feeling of just total acceptance with her and vice versa, you know, as well. There is there's this feeling of just total acceptance that I don't frankly have with a lot of people who are supposed to be my political peers. This is why I feel so much more comfortable sometimes around raging conservatives because they already know that I'm going to hell. They already think I'm going to hell. And yet they choose to hang out with me anyway. There's like <laughs> such freedom in that. There's such, whereas with my lefty friends, I, I say the wrong thing and boom, it's over. <clears throat> I have had, I have lost friendships over the past few months because of stuff that I have said on my show in the most polite way that I can muster. Hmm. <clears throat> I have lost friends because I said that I didn't understand non-binary, that I struggle to understand non-binary. Um, I lost friends because of that. And you know who I don't lose friends over? You know, you know who I don't lose friends because of disagreements? My conservative friends, because they already think I'm wrong. They just think I'm cool. <laughs> they think I'm wrong and cool, and they enjoy spending time with me despite the fact that they think that I am literally the spot of Satan and going to hell. There's a total mm. acceptance there that is really paradoxical. Right. 
it is very difficult when you're um, that's probably one of the bigger uh mishaps with um those on the left progressive circles where they have this they also have this litmus test of are you one of us or not mm-hmm. and so i can understand then how oh yeah that would be an issue there i so. i will say i i am really happy to have friendships where there is absolute confidence and security where mm. it it's like if I feel like if I told some of my, I have atheist friends where it's like, hey, you know, I took DMT and I had a vision of the frog god and he brought me into his belly with his gigantic slimy tongue and I have now seen the light and I'm now going to dedicate my life to worshiping the frog god, the hypnotoad, then they would be like, great. You're you're still my friend. <laughs> There's